Once again, we want to welcome all of our listeners to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with you again today. What a pleasure it is to be able to open up God's Word each day in the program and dig deep into those rich teachings and truths and try to help all of our listeners come to a better, fuller understanding of God's Word. We try to glorify God by teaching His Word accurately and effectively. We want to help people build their faith, get stronger in their faith, grow in their faith. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So we believe that the best thing that we can do to help people in this world is not just to feed them food that is necessary in some cases, or maybe to give them clothing if they're lacking, that's necessary in some cases. But all of that has to do with this physical life in this world. The best thing that we can do to help people is to look at the longer view, eternity, and help them learn about God and Jesus Christ, forgiveness and salvation through Christ and the grace of God. We want to help you come closer to God. We want to help you come to that point where you make up your mind, I'm going to give my life to Christ. I'm going to surrender to him. My faith has led me to this point. I want to repent of my sins, and I want to be baptized into Christ, Romans 6 and verse 3, Galatians 3 and verse 27. And I want to have the sins, all of those that I've committed, I want to know that they've been washed away by the blood that Jesus shed on the cross as I'm baptized into him. Acts 2 and verse 38, and Acts 22 and verse 16. I want to be able to come up out of that grave of water that's called baptism, reborn spiritually, and that's exactly what Jesus told Nicodemus has to happen if we want to get into the kingdom of heaven. I want to be that new person, that new creation that the Apostle Paul talked about in, Galatia, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. I want to be that new person, that new man that the scriptures talk about. And that's used generically to talk about men or women, a changed person. I want to be walking in that new direction. And that's toward heaven. And I'm looking forward to all eternity with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit therein. That's my goal. That's what I want above anything in this world. And we need to be thankful that God offers all of that to us through Jesus Christ and his gospel. Great to be back today with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Gary. It's certainly wonderful to be on the program today to join you and to have all of our listeners joining us. As always, we're grateful that you're there and thankful that you're interested in learning more about God's word. And you know, as you spoke a moment ago, Gary, about people turning to God and becoming Christians and the change that takes place, the fact that an individual can become a new person. Certainly, we're trying to get that information across here on the program on a day-to-day -day basis, trying to help people understand what God has said is necessary, how one comes to him to become a Christian initially, how one must live their life following that time, and the blessings and the rewards that one can look forward to if they live in obedient faithfulness as Christians. Wonderful, wonderful to consider those things. And this program is certainly one of the ways here at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ we try to get that information across. 
And another one is something that we offer at the close of the program each day, and that is Bible correspondence courses, which can be taken through the mail. Now, our listeners may not realize it, but these courses that we have available for them to take and to request, and again, they're free. We never charge anyone for these. A lot of time and a lot of effort goes into putting them together. A lot of time and a lot of effort goes into it from the standpoint of those individuals who are involved in grading those courses for those who take them and of sending the new courses out when previous ones have been completed. And again, it's all designed to help people come to that better understanding of God's word, what you need to do if you have that desire to become a Christian. And again, we hope that each and every one of our listeners does have that desire because God certainly wants that for each and every one of us. He doesn't want to see any one of us lost eternally. He wants us to come to him and enjoy the bliss and the reward of that heavenly kingdom when our physical life has been concluded. Thank you, Dennis. Appreciate that. And that is our goal. We want to help people and the way to help them is to teach them the gospel. Exactly. Very, very important for us all to understand. There is, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Mm -hmm. And his gospel is the power, that's John 14, 6, mm -hmm. and his gospel is the power of God to salvation yes. to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, mm -hmm. Romans 1, 16. Right. There's only one gospel. Mm -hmm. There's only one Savior. That's right. Heaven is what our goal ought to be. Absolutely. And it ought to be firmly entrenched in our mind and in our determination. Amen. That's where we want to be. Dennis, we've been looking at some que a question, a basic question. What hinders you from serving God? Yes. And in this particular study, we pointed out that God certainly expects us to serve him. Mm -hmm. He wants us to come to him and he wants us to give our life to him through Christ and he wants us to serve him actively. Mm -hmm. A number of passages of scripture talk about that. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Also Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Titus 2 and verse 14. Titus chapter 3 and, uh, or rather chapter 2 and verse uh no, chapter 3 and verse 8. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all of these passages of Scripture talk about the fact that God has work for us to do in serving him. Yes. And yet a lot of people, they find themselves in a position where they're not serving God. That's true. And something is hindering them from serving him. Mm -hmm. And for each one, it may be something different, but each one has something or maybe a number of somethings mm -hmm. that are hindering them from serving God. Now, we've looked at a couple of big ones that are hindrances to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. The first one, obviously, that ought to come to everybody's mind and probably would is simply sin. Yeah, and, uh, you know, in that regard, Gary, we looked at the fact that in Isaiah 59, verses 1 and 2, the prophet clearly stated that our sins are going to separate us from God. Yeah, there's no way to live in sinfulness and walk with God at the same time. Can't be done. No an impossibility it's like trying to mix oil and water yeah that's right god and sin don't go together no so we've got to give up the sin mm -hmm. we've got to make up our minds to walk with god 
The second one we looked at that hinders a lot of people is false doctrine. Yes. False teaching, the mm -hmm. doctrines of men. Right. And Jesus warned against that in, in mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 15, verses 7 through 9. Mm -hmm. The apostle Paul strongly rebuked and warned the congregations of Galatia against their seeming teetering on the brink of following false teaching. Yes. A different gospel. And mm -hmm. he says there's only one gospel. That's right. And even if we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you, yet let him be accursed. That's exactly if right. If anyone preaches any other gospel, he said, let him be accursed. Yes. And, and condemned. So, so we have to be careful which, you know, what, what we believe and what we teach and what we practice. Mm -hmm. Let's look at a third one today on our program. And uh, we're going to look at how some people are hindered by what we can call self-will. Okay, yeah. Self-will. Mm -hmm. In Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 6, what does the prophet write there? All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Yeah, we're, we're talking about someone who makes up their mind, I'm going to do it my way. Yes, exactly. I'm more, I, I'm, I, I, my way is more important than God's way. Mm -hmm. And so self-will, mm -hmm. I'm not going to submit to God's will. I want my way to be the way. Yes. And that can't be. No, it certainly can't. Let's look at a series uh, of passages in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And now that's repeated in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 25. Yeah, yeah, it's word for word, actually. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. How many times have we experienced that, Dennis, in our lives just on a common basis? We feel really good about some particular decision or maybe a relationship, maybe a job. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got this feeling that it would be really good to make a particular investment. Maybe we're driving along in the car and we're looking for some address or mm. a town or something and we come to a crossroads and it's not marked <laughs> and we think well I think we probably ought to go turn right here yes and we feel really good about it mm -hmm. but in all of these cases later on we find out boy I really made a mistake that can happen yes there's a way that seems right to a man mm -hmm. but the end is the way of death yes and that happens to every one of us on the physical plane. Mm -hmm. But what we have to be careful about, because obviously the wise man is, or the, the, the writer of Proverbs here is, is talking about eternal destruction. That's correct. Eternal destruction. Mm -hmm. We can think, we can feel good, but what, is this, what do the scriptures say? And that needs to be the governing factor. It absolutely does. The authority. Mm -hmm. In Colossians chapter 2 and verse 23, the Apostle Paul also writes along this line. And what does he say there, Dennis? Colossians 2 and verse 23. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom 
in self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body, but are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. Self-imposed religion. Now, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, one of the translations actually said, uses the phrase will worship. Ah, it's okay. the same idea. Sure it is. Self-imposed religion. What mm -hmm. I want. Yes. What I decide. Mm -hmm. What seems good to me. What feels good to me. Yes. But we cannot, we cannot do what feels good to us or what we want if it's not what God's will says. Exactly right. If his word contradicts what we feel or what we want, then we've got to let go of what we feel, what we want, and we've got mm -hmm. to turn to God's way. Yeah, absolutely. We need to make sure that we're doing that very thing, and it's uh, similar to a statement that Peter and the apostles made in Acts 5, verse 29, where they very simply said, we must obey God rather than men. And yes. that's the principle. Exactly right. Again, we're finite, we're mortal, and we make mistakes, and we don't know everything. But God does, and we've got to submit our will to his will. Yes, exactly. His will is what has to take precedence. It does indeed. Now, let's look at another passage here, and that's in Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13 and verse 22. And when he had removed him, he raised up for them David as king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. We've noted in previous programs how David make, made some pretty serious mistakes in his life. Right. But we've also emphasized that deep down, he was dedicated and devoted to God. Yeah. And whenever he did make mistakes, he repented of them and mm -hmm. turned back to God. He did. Now, the significant statement in, in Acts chapter 13 there in, uh, in verse 22 is that David committed himself to do all the will of God. Yes, that's right. And that's what enabled God to guide Luke to write in that verse that he was a man after God's own heart. Exactly. Now, he made some mistakes. Yes, he did. But he got back on track. Mm -hmm. And his will was dedicated to God's will. Yes. That's and key. not just what he wanted to do. Exactly. It's tough for us a lot of times huh. to give up our will. Yeah, it really is. Uh, you know, I remember Jesus talking about the fact that if we really want to be his follower, we need to take up our cross and deny ourselves in order to do his will. And that denying self, and I, I think you're saying the same thing here, Gary. Boy, that's hard. It, it is. It is. Uh, now, it, it, when we get into it and we've applied ourselves in that direction mm -hmm. for a period of time, yeah. It becomes more natural. It does. But to start off with, especially. Yeah. And then there are bumps along the road where, you know, it, the devil keeps hitting us with it again. Mm. It, it can be tough. Yes. But we've got to surrender our will to God's will. In Romans chapter 10, 
In the first three verses there, Paul talks about the Israelites, his brethren from a national identity perspective, the Jews. What does mm -hmm. he say? Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. This, you know, I think this is a really critical text here for what we're talking about because it talks about they have zeal for mm -hmm. God. Yes. But then Paul he, he, he kind of conditions that zeal by saying, but it's not according to knowledge. Mm -hmm. It's just zeal. Right. It feels good. Mm -hmm. It's emotional. But it's not conditioned by knowledge of mm -hmm. God's word, of God's will. Right. And then what is even more striking is that he says, they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness. Mm -hmm. They're trying to make it up. Right. What they want, mm -hmm. what they feel, and they have not, in the process, they have not submitted to the righteousness of God. Right. They have not surrendered their will to his will. Yeah, exactly. And that's the key. Yeah, I, it reminds me of Paul writing in Galatians 2 and verse 20 when he said, I have been crucified with Christ. Mm -hmm. It is no longer I who live, yes. but Christ lives in me. Yes. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Mm -hmm. And so Paul was saying, I'm still living physically, mm -hmm. but I have, it's, it's not me who's in control. I have given my life to Christ. Yes. And his will has now now governs my will. Yeah, and what a great picture that is for every one of us who desires to live as a Christian. Absolutely. Now, Dennis, I want us to think a little bit here. I think it blends in with this idea of self-will, and that's the concept of pride. I think we're talking about first cousins here at the very least. Certainly. And maybe, maybe the same thing even mm -hmm. when you're talking about self-will and pride. In Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 18, the writer puts it this way. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Boy, we have a tough time with pride as mm. human beings. <laughs> yes, we do. But now the wise man says there, pride, if you let it control yourself, mm -hmm. it's going to lead you to a fall, to destruction. Yes. Right. And how many times has that happened in people's lives? Oh. Yeah, countless times. No, oh, they cannot. They cannot admit that they've been wrong. They cannot mm -hmm. ask for forgiveness. They cannot say they're sorry because of pride. Mm -hmm. They cannot bend their will because they're too proud to let go of their will. Yes. In First Timothy chapter three and verse six, Paul is talking about qualities that ought to be in an elder in the Lord's church mm -hmm. and. What does he say there? Not a novice, lest being puffed up with pride, he fall into the same condemnation as the devil. Yeah, he's saying pride can keep us out of heaven. Yes. Now, we ought to be proud 
of our job that we do at work. We ought to be take pride in the way we do our job. Mm -hmm. We ought to take pride in the way that we dress and conduct ourselves mm -hmm. as Christians. But when we become so proud that we cannot submit to God's will, mm -hmm. that we cannot admit that we've been wrong mm -hmm. according to what the scriptures teach and then repent of that and try to seek God's forgiveness, mm -hmm. then pride has taken us over and oh. it will lead to our destruction. Yeah, you know, James said something along this line, Gary, in James chapter 4, verse 6. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, he, he who exalts himself shall be humbled. Mm -hmm. How many times do we read that in the scriptures? More than once. And it's interesting in 1 John chapter 2, when you look at that text in verses 15 through 17 that, that warns us to not be uh, allied to the world, mm -hmm. in verse 16, it talks about the basic categories of sinfulness that the devil tries to lure us into. Right. What does it say there? In verse 16, he said, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And then he said the world is going to come to destruction. It's going it's to come to an away. end. Yes. Pride of life. Boy, for so many of us, it gets a grip <laughs> around our neck and won't let go mm. if we're not careful. We just, I'm remembering... Uh, an old television series and one of the main characters was a really cool dude and he was looked up to and oh rather idolized by a lot of the young younger kids you know in the in the series mm -hmm. he could not say he was sorry ah. whenever he would make a mistake he just I'm <laughs> and they, of course, they played that up, you know. Yes. He could never say the word sorry. Right. And that's pride. It is. I can't admit that I've been wrong. That's mm -hmm. pride. Yes. If I admit this, that means I've been wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're all wrong at times. Yeah. And, you know, we should really take a lesson there from James in James 4, 6, where he simply said, God resists the proud. Yes, yes. If you are so proud, if you are so self-willed that you're going to miss heaven over that, mm. then you're foolish. Absolutely. And you need to change your mindset. Mm -hmm. In just a few moments, we'll tell you how to contact us and you can receive a free Bible study that will help you get to heaven. It can change your life. You can also receive a copy of today's program on CD. Now, both of these offers are free, and they're always free, and we'll take care of the postage. All you have to do is ask. Please jot down that information and then contact us right away. We hope to hear from you very soon.